Hey guys, it's Ed and I'm coming to you live from the Drunk Gossip Studios here in New York City. And once again, it's been a very, very busy day. Um, we're going to talk about the big story um, of the day later on in the show. Um, as always. Um, but right now, I just... I We have to talk about Lindsay Lohan. Um... Not because she's particularly interesting or um, anything like that. Because she's not. Um, but she has a new movie. And, you know, I get it. Um, I've made short films. Um, one of them I'm actually extremely proud of, except um, when we filmed, it happened to be very windy. Um, and that kind of affected the outcome of the movie. Um, and the other one was great, but it wasn't what we had set out to do initially. Um, that was the first time I ever had a co-host, incidentally. Um, Letitia Gordon. Um, but anyways, you know, we, did, we didn't go out promoting these like they were the next Titanic or Gone with the Wind. Um, but Lindsay Lohan is out there talking about her new movie, um, Among the Shadows. And it is, from the description, it is just as bad and cheesy as you would expect. So if you haven't seen, if you haven't seen the, um, the movie poster for this yet, do yourself a favor. Google it, or Google Lindsay Lohan new movie. Um, I'm, I'm sure it's gonna come up. It's, it, like I said, it's called Among the Shadows. Um, it looks like someone just took a bunch of clip art and surrounded Lindsay Lohan's face with it. It it is horrible. I have seen homemade book covers look better. Excuse me. I've seen homemade book covers look better than this shit. Um, And that is a... That is not a dig on people who make their own book covers. Bravo to you. I have to pay someone to do it for me. Um, mostly, mostly I have uh, Amazon do it for me because I'm not going to do that shit myself. Anyway, so the new movie um, was filmed in, I, I keep wanting to say Berlin, but that's not correct. And you can almost hear Will screaming at me that if I had production notes... One day you'll learn that I'm not ever going to use production notes. Um, anyways, it was filmed in Brussels. So, there's that. Um, I don't know what to say to that, really. Um, here's the log line. Um, it's about a detective named... Christy Wolf with a secret, she'd do anything to protect her secret. She's a werewolf. <laughs> what the? It, it's, a, it's supposed to be a werewolf political noir. Lindsay Lohan plays the wife of a very powerful politician. And I don't know what is happening in this world. Now, don't get me wrong. I actually think Lindsay Lohan has talent. I think she's a phenomenal actress. 
and I get to a certain point that um, a lot of the big studios don't want to work with her because um, they've had bad experiences with her. Um, and, and she has to build her way back up. But why not choose an, a, a very serious indie? You know, this is a woman who talked about how she should have won an Oscar already. Again, I don't agree with her on that. Um, I do think she has talent. I do think she could win an Oscar one day. I just don't think she's found the right movie role yet for to justify her winning an Oscar. That being said, what the actual fuck? <laughs> even, even if she couldn't get a big budget studio, there's some independent movie company out there that's willing to take that chance on her. Obviously, insurance is not a big issue here because this movie had to have been insured. Otherwise, she wouldn't have been allowed. She wouldn't have done the movie. She wouldn't have been hired. Um, uh, among the shadows is going to be on um, on demand and other SVOD services in March. I'm going to go find something to drink and try to forget that this movie exists. I'll be right back. And I'm back from one weird career move to another. Now. I'm all about weird career moves. Um, just a little bit about me, because I don't think everyone knows this. Um, in 2010, I lost my long-term job. Um, I had been there longer than almost any other job I'd ever had. Um, and, and I actually ended up staying with the, uh, with the company. Um, but I was... Well, I, let me rephrase that. I stayed within the building. I just worked for a different company. Um, I, it was, it was at a museum. So I worked in the gift shop, which was contracted out. We lost the contract and then I went to work for the museum. Anyways, when I lost the contract, I was kind of freaking out because I'd been working for so long. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. And my best friend was like, give writing a shot. Like, what do you have to lose? So I, I started writing, and it was really weird going from retail queen to um, queen of gossip. Um, that's when I launched Generation Gossip, and really, I it took me a little while, but I finally found the voice and everything, and I was getting a lot of hits, I was getting paid a lot of money, and... So yeah, I that was probably the weirdest career move I've ever made in my life. And of course, if, if I didn't cough, this would not be an episode of Drunk Gossip. Anyways, uh, um, and thank God I actually took that risk because it's paid off in spades for me. So. Christina Aguilera has finally announced that she's doing a Las Vegas residency. It's called The Experience Las Vegas. And um, she did this all through Instagram, which is how people do things now. And made a big to-do about it. 
Um, and you know, that's great. Brittany was in Vegas. She had, Brittany actually had a second show in Vegas lined up until she had to cancel it last week. Excuse me, to take care of her dad. Well, um, up until now, Christina had always been very anti-Las Vegas residency because she still believed that's where careers went to die. And girl, I just have to tell you, okay? Christina Aguilar, if you're listening to this, please listen to me very carefully. Share is proof that your career does not die in Vegas. You're at that stage of your, you're at that stage of your career where you're not going to sell out arenas anymore. You're not going to sell fifty million albums anymore. It's time to grow and mature with your audience. This is what was happening to Madonna right now. Everyone knows I love me some match because I have to. It's a gay law. If I break the gay law, I lose my gay card. And nobody wants that. Um, but Madonna hasn't aged with her audience. And to be fair, Madonna has had some really good music come come from this not aging bit. But she's also come up with some really atrocious music. Um, Rebel Heart, her last CD that was out, was actually really good and it was a more mature sound for her. I'm really disappointed that it didn't sell better. Anyways... Christina is still stuck in this weird spin where she's trying to produce teeny, um, teeny teen bop songs. When what she really needs to be doing is some more um, ballads. Ballads are always Christina Aguilar's strong suit. As much as I love Britney, Britney doesn't, with the exception of every time and maybe I'm, I'm not a girl, not yet a woman, Britney's ballads are very iffy. But Christina has the voice and the pipes to really hit those high notes. And if she did a, if she pulled Madonna and did a whole album of ballads, it would sell like crazy. I promise you this, because again, she does have the talent. You know, we're we're way far past the Christina versus Britney days. Now we can like them both. Um, and in her announcement, she said that they've been negotiating for years. That's not true. Here's what actually happened. People in Vegas were chasing her and asking her, and she kept refusing. That's not negotiations. That's you downright turning down a job. And finally, when her tour didn't sell like she thought it was going to sell, then she was like, oops, Maybe it's time for me to go to Vegas and make a couple million dollars. And now you know what really happened. I'm going to go and I'll be right back. And I'm back. And I'm coming back to you um, with a brand new segment that wasn't even planned. I just got the scoop literally two seconds ago from our beloved Mandy Bates, who co-hosted with me back in October. Um, She's also the beloved um, Generation God. Generation Gossip Columnist. Um, anyways, so she's dropped this little bit into my lap, and it was just too good. I, I, I wish I could have planned the whole episode around it, to be honest, but such is the world that we live in. Um, 
I'm going to follow up and try to find out if this has happened to other people. Um, and I'm sure it has because... Okay, so this is about Juice World. He's a rapper. And it's not even World. It's W-R-L-D. Because apparently putting the O in there is much too difficult. I don't understand that. Like, how do you not use proper grammar or proper spelling? I mean, is it really so hard to say, oh, I need a, I need a vowel in here somewhere so it doesn't look like some weird fantasy dystopian novel character. I don't get it. Um, anyways, so Mandy has a friend who let her daughter go see Juice WRLD. Um, and I'm just going to read you what Mandy said to me. He was here for a concert on Saturday, here being Columbus, Ohio. It was freezing cold. Doors were supposed to open at 7.30, but didn't. My friend took her daughter and her friends. They couldn't take the cold anymore, and they gave up and left. Some kids were there without, with no coats. So the show finally started around 10 or 11, and the douche didn't even honor any of the meet-and-greet passes his, his fans paid for. Now... This again, this happens a lot, not necessarily just with rappers. Um, last year, around this time, any lawyer was really hitting Demi Lovato for doing the same thing, um, taking the money and just never doing the meet and greets. This is just atrocious behavior. Um, and I, I did a quick Google search. See, Will, I don't need production notes, I just need Google. And the producer who's not going to yell at me all the time. <laughs> and this douchebag does... I mean, some of these headlines... Um, Juice WRLD is being sued by a team for stealing Lean With Me. Again, with the missing letters. Apparently putting the H at the end of with was too difficult for him. Um... Producer sues Juice WRLD for allegedly, allegedly ripping off track. Um, and it just goes on and on. And it... Let me say this. If you're willing to rip off a producer, if you're willing to rip off another artist, your fans need to know that you're going to rip them off because, let's face it, you are. You're not a good person. Good people don't rip off their fans. They don't rip off colleagues and um, people that they're working with. A, a successful artist, um, think someone like Barbara Streisand or um, um, I mentioned Madonna in the last segment. Um, even Britney. These people know how to treat their fans. They may not always be happy and bubbly and whatever. And they may not always put out good work, but we support them because they treat us well. And, I mean, even Nicki Minaj, she's gone off the deep end, but she's always treated her fans with the utmost respect. Maybe not other rappers, maybe not other celebrities, but her fans were always treated with respect. Um, Lauren Hill, last year was blasted for starting her shows late or not showing up at all. And it's really amazing to me that Juice WRLD did not learn these lessons. How the fuck? 
do you expect to sustain a career acting like the world's biggest jackass? Maybe you think that this is appropriate. It's not. I promise you it's not. Acting like a jerk, not showing up on time for your concert, not honoring the meet and greets, that's the fastest way to piss people off and to spread the word. I mean, look, think about this. Mandy probably told me just as soon as she heard from her friend, and I'm putting it on the air two seconds later. That's how fast news travels, and it's up on my Facebook page. So think about that. If you're an artist, don't treat your fans like shit because it's going to spread. And I'm going to help spread it. I'm going to go and I'll be right back. And I'm back. Um, As you can tell, I was really proud to have that exclusive about Juice WRLD. Um, If you have any scoops or anything like that, please feel free to send them to me um, via email. Ed at authoredanderson.com I respond to every email as soon as I can. Um, if I don't respond to you, please don't think that I'm ignoring you. It's probably just ended up in my spam, and I haven't checked that yet. Um, but let's move on. We are going to move on to our Drunk Award segment. And I realize that that opening is going to sound really weird when you're listening to the Drunk Awards um, compilation episode. So just forgive me. Um, and stay with me here, people. Um, we're going to do a blind item today. Um, it comes from Blind Gossip, of course. Um, for all the best, um, blind items, go to blindgossip.com. This one happens to be called SAG Awards Are Not Fair. It says, did you watch the Screen Actors Guild Awards last night? The host was Megan Mullally. And not all of the winners were predictable. One actor was complaining at an after-party about something very specific. He was going on and on about the nominations. He said it wasn't fair that some actors and actresses who actually had lead roles got shoved into supporting categories just so they would have a better chance of winning. He said it made the whole process a, a scam. Maybe he meant sham. And hurts those who really do play supporting roles because they have to compete against lead actors who get a lot more screen time and a lot more publicity. He wasn't drunk, and the people all around him nodded like they agreed. But maybe it's because they weren't the ones who won. There doesn't seem to be any guidelines or rules for submitting a performer for a lead versus supporting role. So he does make an interesting point. Um, No one actually really guessed, and I'm not guessing who the actor is himself because I have no idea. They didn't give us any clues. Um, but there were a couple things I wanted to say. Emily Blunt won, um, at the SAG Awards for Best Supporting Actress in a movie. And that was bullshit. Um, for A Quiet Place, I should, I should have said that. And that was, it, it was still bullshit, though. Because Emily Blunt is the female lead. There is no question about this. Um, and there were a few others that, um... Mehar Shali Ali um, was also up in the Best Supporting Actor category. Um, but he was one of two leads. So it really doesn't make sense. 
um, I thought that there were actually rules about um, the screen time. Maybe that's only for, I know for the daytime Emmys, um, there are rules. You can only appear in X, on screen X amount of times, or X amount of minutes, I should say. Um, to be considered supporting, and you have to appear X amount of time to be considered lead. So, I'm not quite sure why the daytime Emmys, which doesn't even get broadcast on TV anymore, is ahead of the curve as opposed to these bigger awards. Not that the SAG Awards are bigger than the daytime Emmys, but you know what I'm saying. Um, or maybe I maybe Blind Gossip was specifically talking about... Um, the SAG Awards. I, I like I said, I'm not sure. <coughs> um, but in any case, I do think that there is an issue. Um, when it comes to this, because it's not the first time that we've heard that these awards are bullshit. That these awards are. Um, uh, a, a scam for to use the lingo that the actor used. Um, because if it was, then there wouldn't be this disconnect. The Oscars used to reach over a hundred million people in the United States alone. Last year, they barely cracked twenty six million. There's a reason why they're on the decline, and it's because people are noticing that it's that they're bullshit, and it's not okay. I'm gonna go, and I'll be right back. And I'm back. So the big story of the day was, of course, um, Justice Smollett. If you haven't heard, um, grab a seat, get ready to be sad because. This is just a really heartbreaking story. Um, And and honestly, this is what I was building today's episode all around. Um, I don't know how big the story is going to grow. I know it was huge today. Um, So, here here it goes. Um, if, If you don't know already, Jesse Smollett is... Um, a regular on Empire, he plays um, Jamal Lyon, one of the lead characters. Empire films in Chicago. So, Jesse flew from New York to Chicago to film. Um, there seems to be a discrepancy here about what kind of restaurant he was going to. Um, but everyone agrees that he was going to a restaurant to get something to eat. It was fairly late at night. Um... And as he was leaving, two two people, um, presumably guys, came up and started beating him up. They were yelling obscenities. They were yelling homophobic and racial slurs at him. Um, at some point, 
Um, again, there does seem to be a point of contention between some news outlets. I'm going to go ahead and err on the side of caution and say it's an unidentified liquid. Although there, there are some reports that it was bleach. Um, at some point during the, the attack, one of the guys, one of the attackers, excuse me, slipped a noose around his neck. I don't know what scared them off, but thank God that they did because we would be having a much different conversation right now um, if if they had gone through um, with killing him. And, and please make no mistake, that was the plan. You don't slip a noose around someone's neck because you think it's funny. Um... Apparently, they screamed out at him that the that this was MAGA country, and this is why the Kevin Hart stuff hits so close to home. I'm not a person of color, but I am a person in the LGBT community, and this is the shit we're dealing with right now because the hatred and the vileness that is spewed from the alleged leader of this country has made it okay for these radicals to act like this. And while you can't necessarily blame Trump for this attack, his words, his actions... And his stances on things, saying that there are fine people on both sides when it comes to white nationalists and and neo-Nazis. No, there is no good neo-Nazi ever. I'm going to make that perfectly clear. There is never a good neo-Nazi. So, um, Jesse's friend found him, called the called an ambulance, or called the police, rather. Um, but Jesse didn't take an ambulance ride. He drove himself to the hospital, got checked out. Um, he ha- he's, has a broken rib. Um, and other than, other than that, and a few um, bruises and stuff, he seems to be okay. Um, everyone in their family has um, come out in support of Jesse. Um, there are a few commenters who are who are trying to suggest that this was a fake attack or that this was just a publicity stunt. First of all, if it comes out that it's a publicity stunt, we're all going to be very pissed. I don't see Fox and Lee Daniels allowing that. You know, I would never say for sure that it's not the case, but I really don't think so. Um... Because Lee Daniels actually seemed distressed when talking about it. Um, representative from, representatives from Fox seemed really upset. <clears throat> and this is not the sort of thing that you can fake. Um, Jesse, for his part, um, I follow him on Instagram. And when I last checked, he hadn't posted anything. Um, he seems to be keeping a low profile. But what... One of the things that I think um, leads credence to this is 
that he has been receiving a lot of hate mail. Um, last week, he received a letter and cut out in an old-fashioned stalker magazine letters cut out fashion that said, you're going to die black fag. And again, that's just not okay. And I, I realize I'm probably speaking to the choir for everyone listening to, um, to this right now. And I know that, you know, we should be saying that love is the answer. And But no, sometimes you have to face violence with violence. You have to face hate with hate. And sometimes you can't back down. And you have to make people see what douche nozzles they actually are. For Jesse, I hope he gets well soon. For me, I'm going to go and try to unrile myself. And hopefully... When Will listens to this, I don't get yelled at too much for um, for going way off topic a few times and all that other good stuff. Until next time, I'm lifting my martini glass to you and saying cheers.